What are some of the position battles we should be watching out for on Friday night? And who is on the roster bubble heading into the Panthers preseason finale? We'll talk about all that right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council, where tomorrow I'll be back once again to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Going to do it this Friday, then next Friday, then we move to a weekly Wednesday mailbag throughout the 18 weeks of the Carolina Panthers regular season, and hopefully maybe 19, 20, 21, 22 more weeks that the Panthers can make it there to Super Bowl 58, but either at me or DM me or on Twitter to get those questions into me now today's episode of locked on panthers is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guarantee the carolina panthers will wrap up their preseason on friday evening at eight o'clock on national television cbs has the game as the panthers welcome in the detroit lions as they'll face the lions in the preseason then they'll face them in the regular season in detroit so the carolina panthers one last opportunity for guys to show what they can do on the field and one last opportunity for us to get to watch this team before their september 10th opener down i-85 south in atlanta against the rival Atlanta Falcons. So what are some things, as we talked about yesterday, that we should be looking at? We talked about the five things to watch. I want to talk today about some of the competitions and position battles that we should be uh, keyed into on Friday evening. And also look at some of the guys on the roster bubble. And there's an update as far as the injury report goes. And is it time to start being a little concerned about the wide receiver depth here in Carolina? So that's going to come up here on today's show later on. But let's go ahead and talk about some of the competitions that we have to look out for come Friday night. Now, Scott Fitter, went on. he was on the broadcast last week with Steve Smith Sr. and Taylor Zarzer. He talked about after that game, they would start looking at their numbers and kind of figure out how many linebackers they want to keep, how many offensive linemen they want to keep, how many quarterbacks they want to keep. And then once they figure that number out, then the position battles would really happen this week during practice and then play out Friday evening at Bank of America Stadium against the Lions. So the one I'm looking at, I guess I'm looking at three right now the first one is QB3 and I'm not quite certain this is actually a competition I feel like I had a kind of an awakening Friday evening and something I probably should have seen earlier anyways and maybe did in a way Matt Corral versus Jake Luton Jake Luton of course was not on the roster until 
that first Saturday there in Spartanburg when the Carolina Panthers decided to add a fourth quarterback. Something that Frank Reich had mentioned they were likely going to do dating back to when they decided to release Jacob Eason. They didn't feel like Eason was going to help them. They already had a guy who was developmental quarterback in Matt Corral, who they had drafted. And if they're going to bring somebody else in, it would make more sense to bring a guy in like Jake Luton, who has actually played and started in games in the National Football League. So they decided to move off of of, of uh, Jacob Eason back then to give Matt Cross opportunities to get a lot of reps and that was going to be the case in the preseason knowing that Andy Dalton is the experienced veteran quarterback here to be the backup to Bryce Young and that they wanted to see more of Matt Corral who did not get an opportunity to be able to practice for the entirety of the season last year with this team because he broke his foot there in week two of the preseason in New England so they talked about doing that for Matt Corral that they had a plan for Matt Corral so I've probably been pretty foolish on this to think that they would just throw that plane out the window because Matt Corral had one bad preseason performance. And while I still don't see that much upside for Matt Corral to ever be the starter here in Carolina because they traded all those picks for Bryce Young, he could maybe still play a role as the backup. But it depends on do the Panthers want him to be the backup? I do think long term you have to think about it if Bryce is as good as you hope he'll be and you get to the point where Dalton's no longer here in Carolina, which could be next year or two years from now, is Matt Corral going to be ready to be the backup? Having probably never played a meaningful rep in the National Football League. I don't know. But the QB3 battle, it played a little bit on Saturday, or on Friday night against the Giants up there in New York, and Matt Corral had his best night as a Carolina Panther. A lot of positives, and it was good to see him go from a pretty dreadful performance on Saturday, like the entire team had against the Jets, to then six days later really shows some real progress in development, which is key for Matt Corral. And being able to sit behind Dalton and learn from his coaching staff and be able to get those reps in practice after playing the preseason, I think really goes a long way to him maybe even being that backup quarterback to Bryce Young um, in 24 or even 2025 whenever we get to that point. So I don't think there's really a competition anymore, and it probably never really was one. They wanted Matt Corral to go out there and do the things that to prove to them that he's worth keeping around to develop into a potential backup and as that emergency third quarterback. Because I just don't see really how there's that much upside for him as emergency third quarterback, but there can be upside in terms of going out there and developing him for the future as your backup either next year or in 2025, if that's how it comes, if that's what it comes down to. So Jake Luton um, probably going to play. Frank Reich said it'd be nice to play all four quarterbacks. If that's going to be maybe all four, then I would certainly think we're obviously going to see Bryce, probably see a little bit of Andy Dalton, then Matt Corral, and then whatever scraps are left for Jake Luton, he'll get to play. And if that's the case, then yeah, there's not really a competition there at QB3. So Matt Corral, Looking like he's going to be on the roster. Got to go out there, have another strong performance to ensure that. But it seems like the plan has always been for Matt Corral to get a ton of snaps in the preseason and then develop him as a backup throughout the, the rest of the season and then see where he's at come March and decide whether to keep Andy Dalton or not. All right, the other competition that we got going on here is at wide receiver. Trying to see if the Carolina Panthers are going to keep a six wide receiver. I think it's down to three guys right now. Shai Smith, Javon Wims, and Derek Wright who have all shown signs in the second half of these preseason games against the Jets and Giants of guys who can help this team. Now, we have seen Shai Smith, of course, last two seasons come out of camp last year as wide receiver three, struggling with drops, led him to not be that wide receiver three moving forward, and it really became uh, a DJ Moore or sometimes Terrace Marshall situation for the Carolina Panthers in the latter part of that season. Even the year prior, Shai Smith had some issues, came back, had a big play against Atlanta. Haven't seen a ton 
out of shy. And he still struggled a little bit with the drops here in the preseason, but made some plays there in that third quarter as Matt Corral grew more comfortable and in, into the game on Friday night against the Giants. So going into this, I would feel like Shai Smith is going to be on the roster. And Frank Reich has said, at least he did on Wednesday afternoon, that Shai has done a lot of good things for them. He's made some plays. And just looking at the situation that's going to play on Friday night, LaVishka Chenault is in concussion protocol. Don't see him playing, even if he's able to pass come Friday night, because what's the, what's the point? Terrace Marshall, dealing with a back issue, missed last week. Imagine he'll miss again on Friday, because what's the point? He's probably already on the roster. Then DJ Chark is now dealing with a hamstring, which Frank Reich said is not that serious, but he won't be out there, it looks like, on Friday night, because again, what's the point? You don't need to risk any of those three guys who are going to be on your wide receiver core heading into the season. So that leaves Shai Smith. Wims and Wright, along with, of course, the two starters, Jonathan Mingo and Adam Thielen. I would imagine that Shai Smith now gets to step into a situation where he's that third wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. Is he going to probably line up outside? The Panthers have played a lot of um, 11 personnel this this preseason, second most according um, to Warren, uh, what's his name? Something Warren, uh, Walter, whatever. Football dude on Twitter. I can't remember his name. But either way, second most as far as like 11 personnel from like a jump from last year to this year. So I can imagine Shai Smith's going to get an opportunity in his three wide receiver sets um, on Friday night as a starter. And if he goes out there and can show a good connection with Bryce, that's going to go a long way for him to make the roster. But Wims and Wright have also shown that they can do some things. And I think Javon Wims, who's looked good, has an opportunity maybe as a guy who could play the outside as well to get in there with the ones at some point in time and then show some sort of connection with Bryce Young. So that six wide receiver spot seems like it's up for grabs. And all three of those guys have a great opportunity to be able to make the roster because of the injuries of guys above them on the depth chart. Now, nose tackle, that is another position group that I'm looking at as the Carolina Panthers made what I felt was a a surprising move. And I think a lot of people were surprised by them waving Marquand McCall the other day, who reportedly, um, of course, was picked up on waivers by New England and then apparently failed his physical up there and he's now back on waivers. So Frank Reich saying he'll be on a 53-man roster uh, may not be the case now that he's not going to be able to play in the preseason for another team. Now, he might not be on an initial. Maybe he probably finds his way whenever that gets figured out. But apparently he failed that physical because of a knee. Now, Dan Morgan, Frank Reich said just the scheme, the fit didn't really work out for him here in Carolina. They weren't doing the things that they needed him to do. Um, was the knee an issue that the Panthers had? I don't know. Um, but Marquand McCall is no longer here. And currently, if you look at the Panthers.com depth chart, there is uh, no one listed as the starting defensive tackle here in Carolina. And Frank Reich on Wednesday was not willing to say who would be the starting defensive tackle. Didn't want to have that co- that conversation at all. So we're waiting to see who's going to fill in there at nose tackle, defensive tackle, nose guard, whatever you want to call it. We're waiting to see who's going to start. I would guess Raekwon Williams. Um, Taylor Stallworth will probably get some um, some reps. LeBron Ray. Uh, but the answer and the starter probably – could possibly not be on the roster right now. So that's something to look out for here over the next uh, couple of days here in Carolina, really on Friday night, as we have to look and see how that works out. And also you got to look and see who's available once the roster cutdowns happen next week and the Panthers want to add somebody because they have shown that they are willing to part ways of guys they don't feel like are scheme fits and go out there and find guys that they think can help them moving forward. So looking at nose tackle on Friday night, that is one of the competitions to really just convince them to keep you on the 53 and then, of course, they're going to go out there and weigh their options. And then once they do that, the hope is that Raekwon Williams, Taylor Stoll, or LeBron Ray for each one of those guys, that they went out there and played well enough on Friday night 
to be considered as someone to stay on the roster. Now, another one you can look at is at right guard. Now, while Frank Reich was not willing to say he was starting nose tackle, he did say that Chandler Zavala would once again be out there starting with the first team offensive line. That, to me, seems like a competition that might have been wrapped up. But look out for Cade Baines to potentially get some opportunities there on Friday night as well. But just reading through the t- reading, you know, between the lines and listening to what he said last week, that they wanted to be able to have their best five going into Friday night, the final preseason game, to be able to build that continuity. And that was the question that was asked. Hey, will Chandler Zavala be out there to continue to build continuity there at right guard and on the offensive line? He said, yes. That simple. Looks like Chandler Zavala is going to be the guy to fill in for Austin Corbett there at right guard to start off the season here for the Carolina Panthers. Now, who are some of the players on the roster bubble? We already talked about a couple of them there as there's competition going on Friday. Now, we'll get some of the players on the roster bubble and their specific situations as they try to impress this staff one final time on Friday night. That coming up here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed All right, let's go ahead and look at some of the guys on the roster bubble uh, going into Friday night as the Panthers wrap up their preseason against the Detroit Lions at Bank of America Stadium here in Uptown Charlotte. Kind of talked about a couple of them so far. Just look at the offense and go over to the defense. Starting off a quarterback, of course, Matt Corral, kind of on the roster bubble. It just seems that the Panthers have always had a plan for him. That plan was to get him as many reps as possible to develop him into potentially being the backup. Maybe next year if he looks ready enough or at least be in 2025 when Andy Dalton's contract up here in Carolina. And of course, Bryce Young hopefully is established as the long-term starter here for the Panthers by that 2025 season. Or, I mean, really, you could that would be the year where you think he would really certainly establish himself there. But going into it, looking like he's going to establish himself there, that would be the final year of Matt Corral. And there's the benefits of having Matt Corral as that backup either next season or in 2025 because of the rookie salaries on, being a third-round pick especially. And, you know, he looked good enough on Friday night. I think he's probably done the things that they wanted to see. I still, you know, don't think it's like he's ever going to be the starter here in Carolina. And I still don't love the idea that they traded up for him. I didn't like that they traded up for him. Uh, it's been unfortunate for him. But, um, yeah, looks like Matt Corral will at least be here on the roster. I think more so for the developmental purposes than the purpose of being the emergency backup quarterback or the third, emergency third quarterback. As, as I mentioned on the show, I really just don't see how that benefits anybody in the, in the NFL if you get to that point um, with your team just being completely screwed. Uh, all right, uh, Spencer Brown at running back, another one of those guys who has to have a good night. Uh, the Panthers seem to be pretty solid at running back when you look at – we haven't seen Miles Sanders. Uh, we've seen him play in Philadelphia. I think Miles Sanders will be a good player for the Panthers. Just need to get back with 
um, that groin issue. Don't see any point of him playing on Friday. Uh, so we'll see you September 10th, hopefully. Um, and then we've seen a lot of Chuba Hubbard so far. Looked, thought he looked good last week. Raheem Blackshear, he's shown some signs. And then I think in Blackshear, somebody that they like, especially on special teams as a returner. Uh, as far as Brown, crowded room. Just not quite sure how many snaps he's really going to get. But uh, it'd be a great opportunity for him to go out there. And to show more, especially as a short yardage guy, even though he hasn't really got that many yards um, after tackle, really yards per carry in these games. But Spencer Brown's somebody who the Carolina Panthers uh, get one more look at on Friday night who's on the roster bubble. I would guess right now likely not to make the roster. Shai Smith, Javon Wims, Derek Wright, all those guys battling for that six wide receiver spot, as I just talked about in the previous segment. I would give Shai Smith the uh, lean to be uh, the edge to be on the roster heading into Friday, and would think that'd probably be the case coming out of Friday, unless Wims and Wright have a big night there against the Lions. Tight end, uh, Gio Ritchie and Stephon Sullivan, those two guys uh, have been battling for that fourth tight end spot, if that is the plan for the Carolina Panthers. Now, they've run, again, a lot of 11 personnel, which is one back, one tight end. They have not run a ton of two tight end sets um, in this offense so far. I'm sure they will once we get to the regular season, but it really feels like kind of that um, that base package they want to run is 11 personnel, which is one back again, one tight end, three receiver sets. So we'll see how much they're really going to utilize multiple tight ends uh, this upcoming season. So, of course, Hayden Hurst is going to be that starting pass catching tight end. Ian Thomas, Tommy Trimble, those guys have been working to make the roster as well. Uh, Richie is someone who made it the last couple seasons as a fullback. Of course, the fullback is Nolan Void in this offense and here in Carolina probably as long as Frank Reich is here. And he's been somebody who's played a lot of special teams I think he played 12 special team snaps on Friday, and that's the way for him to make the roster. Stephon Sullivan, it's hard to even say he's on a roster bubble because the guy's not played at all. And as far as I am as I know, I don't think he's been out of practice this week either. So you didn't play in the preseason, haven't been able to practice the last couple weeks. Uh, hard to make the team. So looks like Gio Ritchie is probably someone who will be on the roster primarily for special teams purposes, but has shown in the past the ability to be able to uh, do something with the ball when a receiver has a tight end. Uh, offensive line. Just McCray, Nash Jensen. If I'm looking at it right now, uh, my numbers as far as offensive line goes, as, guy, as guys I think are for sure on the roster, um, just scrolling down, looking at it, Ike Aquano, Brady Christensen, Bradley Bozeman, Austin Corbett, Taylor Moten. Well, I guess you wouldn't count Corbett because he's going to be on PUP. So Aquano, Christensen, Bozeman, Moten. That's four right now. Zavala will be on the roster, and then Cade Mays. So that's six. Um, do the Panthers want to – and I would guess Cam Irving. I'll put them there as seven. I, I I feel confident about that one right now. So that's seven. Do they want to keep nine or they want to only keep eight? Having a guy like Irving, that helps you as far as having a flex or a guy who can be a swing tackle. I mean, Christensen can do the same thing for you if that ever happens. Um, McCray is someone who can play guard and center, but hasn't really looked all that great doing it. Nash Jensen, the UDF fed out of North Dakota State, seems like a guy they really like. Now, I when Dan Morgan, who's the assistant general manager here in Carolina now, when he came out and talked about how you know they had some UDFAs they really liked and they didn't want to mention who they were because they still want to sign him to the practice squad, that sounds like Nash Jensen. So I would think McCray, because of his experience, especially with James Camp and the O-line coach, that he's the one who would likely make it over um, Jensen, if it became if it came down to those two, they would hope. 
Uh, but hey, it might make more sense to go out there and to have Jensen and then to sign McCray, unless they were worried that a team would want to get a veteran guard like McCray. And Michael Jordan could also be uh, mentioned as someone who's versatile, who could be, he's played tackle, he's played guard so far poorly, uh, but he's played those positions so far during the preseason. He's also on the roster bubble, but I just don't give him much of a chance to make it. Uh, defensive side of the ball, talked about them not too long ago as well. The nose tackles, Raycon Williams, Taylor Stallworth, uh, LeBron Ray. I am not totally confident in really any of those guys being on the roster because I have no idea what they want to do on the defensive line right now. Derek Brown, Shai, uh, Shai Tuttle, uh, Deshaun Williams, Henry Anderson, those are the four I feel confident that will be on the roster. I mean, Anderson maybe is the one who would be potentially on the bubble, but I don't I don't see that at all. haven't seen anyone talk about Henry Anderson not being here in Carolina. He fits that uh, role to be a run stopper on the edge for them. So those are the four, I think, for sure on the roster. Are they going to take one more and then add somebody else later on? Uh, we'll see. But those guys, Raycon Williams, Taylor Stallworth, and LeBron Ray trying to make a one final impression on Friday night to ensure that when the Panthers – particularly do go out there and look at the waiver wire and then put in a waiver to bring somebody in that they are able to stay on the roster whenever that happens, that they're not the corresponding move. So look out for that. Whenever they add somebody, look at I mean, that, that the four I talked about Brown, um, Deshaun Williams and Tuttle and, and Anderson, like those four will be on the roster. If they have a fifth, whether it's Waycon Williams, Taylor Stallworth or LeBron Ray, look out for the Panthers. Once roster cutdowns happen to get someone on the waiver wire because that is something I think that they probably need to do after letting Mark Lama call go and they might try to find somebody who's a better fit for them that even if one of those guys makes it, they could get rid of them to add a fifth guy off of the waiver wire. Amari Barno, Itorgos Matos. Don't feel like they're on the bubble right now, especially what's happened with the defensive line. Um Gross Modest has done enough, I think, so far during the preseason. I think Barno has also shown some burst there. He missed a sack on Friday night. That would have been the second of the preseason. But he's played a lot of special team snaps, and that is what helps you stay on the roster. And if Chris Tabor likes what he sees from him, he'll get an opportunity. Like I would say that Barno and Gross Matos will both be up there. And that's certainly a turn from the beginning of training camp where – I thought that Gross Monos would be out and that Barno could also be out as the Panthers would look to try and add some more guys, which they have done by adding Justin Houston, where he, Brian Burns, Marquise Haynes, and DJ Johnson, the draft pick out of Oregon, like those are your top four rushers. Then adding Barno and Gross Matos, it looks like they're going to have six guys out there at outside linebacker, at least initially. So those two are on the roster bubble, but I feel like they are probably on the right side of it right now. Uh, Brandon Smith, Chandler Wooten at linebacker. I don't see it happening for Smith. Uh, it's going to have to be special teams. He played a decent amount of special team snaps on Friday night against the Giants. I, I just don't see it. He's got the size, everything you're looking for but you're not getting to production. And Chandler Wooten was a key special teamer for them last year. I would give him the nod over Smith that they're, if you're having to choose because I don't see how Brandon Smith is going to help him as far as the inside linebacker now that they have Camus Gruyere Hill, who, again, is here to play special teams, and Deion Jones. And that might be one of the things that keeps Chandler Wooten off the team because they brought in a special teams guy like Camus Gruyere Hill. But if he does make it, it's because special teams. I don't see it happening for Brandon Smith. Then Stan Thomas Oliver, he's currently the backup nickel for the Carolina Panthers behind Jeremy Chan as far as the unofficial depth chart goes. Looking at the numbers there in the secondary, J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, Keith Taylor, Troy Hill. And Frank Wright came out and said, Troy Hill's not going to play on Friday night. He should be ready for week one. He's obviously on the team. So there's five guys right there. Horn, Jackson, Henderson, Taylor, Hill. There's five corners. You look at safety. 
Bell, Woods, Franklin, Robinson. That's four more. So we're up to nine. Chin, 10. Is there room for Stan Thomas Oliver and then Eric Rose, the other one I'm going to talk about? Is there room for either one of those guys when you already have 10 players? You got five corners, you got a nickel in Jeremy Chin, you got four safeties, and one of those safeties in Jamie Robinson can play nickel back, maybe as a small nickel behind Jeremy Chin. So you already have 10 defensive backs. Do you need 11? Hard to see that would be the case. So it looks like Stan Thomas Oliver, who's been on the team as a seventh-round pick at a FIU back in 2020. He's been on the roster the last couple seasons as a special teams guy, and he was getting talked up as someone who had really taken a step during OTAs. It does not look like there's a good situation for him after the Panthers brought in Troy Hill and have already announced that he will be on the team week one. And then Eric Rowe had a rough evening against the Giants, giving that touchdown to Jalen Hyatt. It does not look like he'll be on the roster. I don't see them keeping 11 defensive backs. It looks like 10 is going to be the number. So Thomas Oliver, Rowe, those guys in trouble. Now, next week, I believe, look, look at the calendar here. Tuesday's show. Uh, so Tuesday morning, get it Tuesday morning by 4 p.m. on Tuesday, um, Eastern Standard Time, the Carolina Panthers and the rest of the NFL have to be down to 53 men on Tuesday morning. That's when I'll have my 53 man roster projections. So gave you a little bit of those just now, but of course we'll react to the game and then I'll give you what my believe will be the 53 men who initially make the roster next Tuesday here in Carolina. All right, uh, some quick updates as DJ Shark apparently is on the mend now of a hamstring and some other things that Frank Reich had to say to the media on Wednesday after practice coming up here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. All right, before we wrap things up here on the show, we want to get into a couple things that Frank Reich had to say on Wednesday, starting off with DJ Chark, who apparently is dealing with a hamstring injury. When asked about it, Frank Reich did not want to answer. He looked over at his uh, PR guy, Bruce, and he's like, hey, Bruce, are we talking about that? And they said no. Uh, later on, all the reporters out there, Mike K, Joe Person, Vashti Hurt, everyone uh, came out there and said that it was a hamstring injury. That was from a Panthers spokesperson. And according to sources, it's not considered to be serious. Now, we, we alluded to it earlier as we talked about the sixth wide receiver spot that's up for grabs between Shai Smith, Javon Wims, and Derek Wright, and how now those three may get an opportunity to run with the ones as the Panthers have run a lot of 11 personnel, meaning three wide receiver sets with DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, and Jonathan Mingo. Which one of those three, if maybe all of those three, gets an opportunity to go up there and work with the first team and with first team quarterback Bryce Young? We'll see. But DJ Chark... Came out here in Carolina already dealing with a lower body injury. He's been good to go. Haven't had any issues. He's looked good in camp. Have not gotten to see a lot of them in the preseason just because the Panthers have not attempted a ton of passes. And only one of those, I think two of those, have gone to him. And I think he's only had two targets so far. Um, so haven't got to see a lot. Hopefully he'll be good. Hamstring's never great to hear, especially for a guy who they expect to be a deep ball kind of speed guy for them this upcoming season. And he has dealt with injuries throughout his career. He had a Pro Bowl season. The one year is healthy. And after that, it's just been sometimes in the line and sometimes not out, not in it. And when he's in, he's been usually a solid player uh, in, the, in his previous stops. The Carolina Panthers definitely need DJ Chark to be healthy. And I know this is probably going to start some concerns about the depth there at wide receiver. We'll get into those concerns tomorrow in the mailbag. As I already have someone ask me about that. Um, Troy Hill. Uh, Frank Wright came out and said he anticipates like Troy Hill will be ready week one based on his, his experience in the system. Of course, played a couple years there in Los Angeles um, under Jonathan Cooley, who's the DB coach here, the cornerback coach to be more specific here in Carolina. And of course, Gerald Vero, who is the 
defensive coordinator here in Carolina. So Troy Hill would not play on Friday night, but he should be ready for week one. And that will tell you right there that Troy Hill is on the roster. And we had talked about it too. The Panthers need to find some depth there at corner. And apparently Frank Reich is calling CJ Henderson, Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistent, one of the two, which is good to hear, but I got to see it first. And really hopefully we don't have to see it that much because that means Dante, who currently is dealing with an ankle and JC Horn, both stay healthy this upcoming season. That's what we want. But you're going to have times where you're going to need to see C.J. Henderson out there and you'd like for him to play well. Keith Taylor apparently has also looked good. It would also be nice to have someone behind them, and they went out there and did that, got a veteran who knows his system in Troy Hill. So it should be ready week one, and that does not bode well for some of the other guys out there who have been trying to make this roster, like a Stan Thomas Oliver, Raekwon Williams will probably get a fair amount of snaps, according to Frank Reich. Would not say whether he will start, but he'll get a fair amount of snaps on Friday evening as he tries to show the Panthers coaching staff why he should stay on the roster, even when they probably go out there and add another nose tackle, whether it's the waiver wire or somebody in free agency, once roster cutdowns happen, 4 p.m. next Tuesday um, in the NFL. And then the final thing Frank Reich wanted to say, because there's been a lot of folks out there who've, you know, been kind of concerned about some of the performances in the preseason so far. From the offensive line, from the offense as a whole, the defense giving up that easy touchdown drive to Daniel Jones. And, of course, some key guys weren't out there that night. But there's been some concern, and I think a little bit more concern than there needs to be uh, during the preseason. And Frank Wright came out and said he feels good about where this team's at. No matter what happens Friday night, it's not going to curb his enthusiasm for the team heading into the season. He's confident in what they've done he's confident in the work that they've put in and that yes we haven't all seen that work because we only as a public get to watch them on television during the preseason or if you went to either one of the games those are the only times we've really gotten to lay our eyes on the Panthers team or if you went to training camp you got to see it but there's been plenty of things closed doors that the media hasn't seen that you haven't seen I haven't seen that Frank Reich knows about his team and feels good about his team. Now, the injuries, like, that's probably the most concerning thing. Uh, but until we get to week one and really see the injury report, I guess we can't get overly concerned about a couple of these injuries, as I'll probably a lot of them are just precautionary. But we are getting closer to the season. It's not like two weeks ago um, where they had injuries. It's now, you know, about was it two weeks away from two and a half weeks away um, from being there week one. So would like to get that figured out as soon as possible, of course. But Frank Reich has enthusiasm about this team, likes where they're at, and is not going to let something on Friday ruin that. Now, of course, knock on wood, the only thing that could would be a, a major injury. But again, knock on wood, that does not happen. And Frank Reich, all of us can feel good about the Panthers heading into the 2023 season and facing off against the Falcons in a couple of weeks' time. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, make sure to subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where tomorrow I'll be back once again to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to get those questions in to me now. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Friday. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, 
everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.